Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215 592 94, 94. Tucker and, I, Tucker and I need to make a big hat bet later in the show as the big hats are taken off uh, down in Washington after Brian Robinson wore his. So we got a big hat bet to come. We'll get back to the conversation about Jonathan Gannon, who's obviously a good defensive coordinator. I mean, at this point, if you're denying that, I, I just – you're watching – the results obviously don't matter to you and you're about style. I'm about results. Results are what matter, and, and we know the results for this Eagles defense have been mostly very good this season, number two in the NFL – in yards per play allowed. So I am high again. I think this guy's a good coordinator, and I don't understand why it's so difficult for everyone to admit that. It just, it, it's just it's bananas to me. And we also have the Phillies. It's time for a hot stove check-in. We do it every night at 9 o'clock where we talk about the biggest rumors out there with the Phillies. And there was a big one today about Trey Turner, and it's really like all these big insiders, whether it be John Morosi or it be uh, Buster Only, connecting the Phillies to a major move at the shortstop position. Let's talk about that coming up here. Jack Fritz of the High Ops Podcast and, of course, the producer of the Mark Cerise Show going to join us to talk about Trey Turner, the shortstop market, and uh, who he has circled for a, maybe a perfect offseason as the Phillies will get going and everyone gets going next week at the winter meetings. Jack, how are we doing tonight? Joe, you know, the stove is, is quite cold per usual, but... Hopefully next week uh, around this time there's some signings and you know maybe we can get some baseball talk in the winter that'd be nice. But I think it'll happen this year. I mean after the World Series, it feels like people are, are want to talk about it. We just need a move to talk about. Exactly. I mean we want to talk about it, but you know we need the rest of baseball to kind of you know play along and maybe Scott Boris could you know not wait until March for his players to sign. All right. What do you make of the Trey Turner stuff? It feels I don't know. I. I I, I was listening a couple times back to it today, and it's similar to the Morosi report a couple weeks ago, but it it feels like it's either it's, – it, there's no in-between for me. It's either going to happen soon or there's something weird about this where I'm wondering if Trey Turner's trying to create some leverage for some other teams and, and the, using the Phillies here. Do you buy this? Do you think Trey Turner's you know close to or will be a Philly soon? I do. I, I mean, you know – I, I'm a firm believer that usually when the first thing, like the first thing you hear generally ends up being right. Um, you know, I felt the same way maybe three or four months before James Harden was a sixer where um, all stuff started leaking out about how they're going to flip Ben for him and watch out for sixers and James Harden. Um, and there's just been a lot of whispers around it. And, and this goes back to around the trade deadline with Trey Turner, where it was like, yeah, it seems like he's going to be a Philly. Um, and I think it's kind of one of those things that just kind of gets etched in stone 
Um, and you just you, you hear a lot about him wanting to be with Bryce again and, and back being on the East Coast. And if it's not the Phillies, it, you know, I don't really know where he goes. The Mets don't seem that interested. Obviously, they have more or whatever, so they're fine. Um, it's kind of surprising the Yankees aren't like at least a little bit involved, but whatever. It just seems like it's one of those things where um, he's going to be a Philly. It might drag out a little bit, but it's been rumored for so long at this point. I don't know how it doesn't happen. All right, so we think it might happen, and he's obviously a, tr- a tremendous player, and he would make them better. But, but before it happens, if you could kind of lay this thing out, because Morosi also went on to say today at least $30 million per season, which, and I don't know how high they're going to take the payroll, but if they pay one player $30 million this offseason, it's going to change what they do in the pitching staff. It's going to change how much they could put in the bullpen. What would you rather? Would you rather trade Turner and then what you know use whatever money's left to patch those other holes, or would you rather spend less at shortstop, less on an infield bat, and spend more on the pitching department? Well, I think it comes down to Turner and then a trade for an ace. And then hopefully that ace that you don't have to pay for the next couple of years. At the same time, like we talk about thirty million for him. I mean, they do have around fifty in, in um, you know, before the first luxury tax threshold number. So it's not like they'd be completely cash strapped. And plus, you know, with the way that they're talking, it seems like that two fifty three number is really the 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 cap for them. Um, so theoretically, they could still make moves even if they sign Trey Turner, and even if. Even if it's Trey Turner for thirty million a year, would you rather Trey Turner for thirty-two million a year or like Xander Bogarts for twenty-seven million a year, twenty-six million a year? Like I'd rather just pay the five extra million dollars and get the player that I think is better. Um, so you know, I think it comes down to they're going to be really aggressive this offseason. Um, I think John Middleton got a taste of being back in the postseason, and I, I honestly don't think he's going to be deterred even if it costs a lot of money for him to do it. I, I really don't, Joe. Like, I think he's going to go all in. Um, and I, I know that theoretically, yeah, if, if you go after Turner, it might strap you in other places. But, you know, I thought for the first time in a long time this last year that they actually did well finding fringe players, um, whether it be Trey, like Edmundo Sosa, uh, like finding Andrew Bellotti out of nowhere, Um so for the first time, they kind of you know found good quality depth signings that's going to be important if you're going to pay another guy thirty plus million a year. Well, it is, and now they have some young players that should be cheap and, and at least productive for a while. Boehm and Stott, and and hopefully some more of these these young arms are coming up here. Jack, the other thing that, that I think was worth talking about when it comes to the big free agent is, other than Castellanos, and, and obviously the book isn't written, but it's it was terrible his first year. They've been pretty good at this. Like you you know, teams sign free agents in their late twenties, early thirties. A lot of times those contracts end up terrible. The, the Phillies have hit on Bryce Harper. They've hit on Zach Wheeler. They hit on Kyle Schwarber. Um, and they, I mean, Real Muto was a trade, but then they paid him, and he's, he's mm-hmm. been good his first Like They're pretty good at identifying which free agents are worth big money. Yeah, and, you know, I think that this is something that, that – uh, well, this is why Dabrowski's here. I mean, this is a guy that's built winners all over the place, and he kind of evaluated winners. Now, at the same time, a guy who gets ripped in this town is Clemsack, and rightfully so. I thought he was a disaster, but two of those guys and three of those guys that you mentioned were, were Matt Clemsack guys. And I know this is you setting up for, well, maybe Matt Clemsack wasn't that bad. Uh, he still was. Don't don't start. I see it in your face right now. I'm just you're, I'm you're, just you're, saying. I mean, like half the team was Matt Clemsack guys. This is the truth. <laughs> no, but at the same time, honestly, you know, we, 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 we make fun of Bryce, the assistant GM, but a lot of these guys are Bryce guys. 
Um, and, and if they get Turner, then it's, it's Turner, Schwarber. Well, Castellanos, I guess, is the Bryce guy. But, um, you know, I think Bryce being this, this having this gravitational pull has certainly helped with getting some free agents here. Yeah, it has. Uh, Jack Fritz joining us here talking about well, the Phillies and the, and the rumors are with Trey Turner right now in the next week with the winter meetings. All right, Jack, so you laid out on a recent episode of the Hios podcast your perfect offseason. So, so take us into some of the elements here. If you were Dave Dabrowski, uh, what would you do? Who would you target? You lay out some of your ideas here as, as we get close to next week, which is when all this stuff really starts, you know, could go down. Well, uh, the first was I, I was signing Trey Turner. Okay, so, um, you're in. You, you, so the first leg might fall perfectly into place for you. Yeah, I mean, things do generally work out for me in the Phillies. It's been a, it's been a good little run here. Um, but the first move was Trey Turner. I think they're going to try to get him for six years, but I think eventually they'll get it up to seven um, and, and try to appease both sides. I'm sure Turner's coming in with eight, um, but I don't think they want to do that. So my first move was going and getting Trey Turner and signing him for whatever, you know, almost whatever it costs. The next one, I think you're going to like – um, I feel like he's your kind of pitcher, um, and he's someone that is an ace that this team I don't think is going to pay, but would make this team a lot better and would just be fun to watch. And I'm trading Nick Abel, Johan Rojas, and a guy named Ethan Wilson to get it done. And that is going and getting Shane Bieber from the Cleveland Guardians. What are your thoughts on that? I like the idea of Shane Shane Bieber. I, I think people have forgotten how good he is or how great he was a couple of years ago. Maybe he wasn't quite as good this year, but I was surprised when I looked recently, Jack, how young he still is. Like he's not, yeah. he's, you would think he's still got some years left. And I watched it towards the end of the season. One of those playoff games against the Rays, like he can still pitch. He, he, he can still pitch at a really high level. I like the Bieber. I mean, if you throw a Wheeler, Bieber, Nola, and then you know, we'll see how Painter progresses. Ranger. And, and Ranger. I mean, Ranger, we're talking about as a five as, as the years go on here. That That's an amazing rotation, and it, it fits it fits the Dombrowski mold, right? Like he had those four Cy Young, eventual Cy Young winners in Detroit. Five, Joe. He had five. Who did I forget? Porcello? Porcello, Robbie Ray, Verlander. Uh, there's two more, right? I don't know. It, Scherzer. It up- Scherzer. Yes, I think that I think it ended up being five. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a power staff. And again, I talked about it at the beginning, but like this is the time. I mean, when else when else are you going to go all in? And like, I love Mick Abel. I think he's going to be pretty good. But at the same time, like, I just find it so hard to believe that both that all three of them come up and are just like studs. You know what I mean? Like, like I think Painter's going to be unbelievable. Wouldn't trade him for, for anything, pretty much. Um, Griff McGarry, like, I think Nick just has more value because he's younger. Um, but I just don't think all three can come up and be really good. So, at that point, just, just try to move Nick Abel this offseason and sell high and, and go get an ace. And, like, Shane Bieber, 200 innings last year, 2.88 ERA. Um, has been a guy that's relied on, um, you know, uh, pitchability over, like, power stuff, so hopefully that ages well. I don't know. I just I there there has to be a move for an ace and if you're gonna spend, you know, thirty plus million dollars a year on a shortstop, 
I think that a trade for a pitcher becomes more and more likely. Yeah, and I would have worried a year ago if you brought this up, Jack, that he was, you know, because he, he was banged up for a couple of years, right? In 2021, he had arm issues, but he, right, he pitched 200 innings last year. And I saw something a couple of days ago. They have to replace 411 innings from last year's team when you talk about all the guys that left through free agency or free agents now, like Gibson and Syndergaard and, and the relievers. That's a lot of innings. And I, I, I know Dabrowski kind of talked about it in the press conference a couple weeks ago, and he liked his arms and Painter, but like, where are they coming up with 411 innings? I mean, how many is Andrew Painter going to throw in the majors next year? 100? Like, I, I like this Bieber idea because they need innings. Yeah, I I think it would be such a – and I, I think Andrew Painter has been really good. I just think it would be such a massive mistake to, to rely on him for more than 100 innings. I, like, like, that's just like, – the kid's 19, 20 years old. Like, like, we need to have a better plan than that. But whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe he just comes up and is unbelievable. Speaking of – Finding good quality uh, starting depth. I'm giving Ross Stripling two years, 18 million. I, I just, I think he's always good. I think he's always going to pitch to a three-five or four ERA. Um, it, it just looking at his projected numbers, uh, salary-wise, doesn't seem like he's going to cost a lot. Um, so if I can go into next year with a Wheeler, Bieber, Nola, Ranger, Painter, Stripling, and go six-man and, and kind of weave in and out. Um, you know, I, I, I'll feel pretty good about that, especially because I, I want to limit Nola's innings. I want him having extra days throughout the year. He pitched 232 innings. Zach Wheeler, same thing. I want those guys to be ready to go for hopefully a deep October run. So give me a guy like Ross Stripling to, uh, to give this team some minutes. Yeah, all right. So now, now we're making up the innings here. I like this. And the other thing it does, um, if, if they had that, it would set them up for October to manage it the way Topper did last year, right? Like Suarez could pitch out of relief. He could pitch in the rotations. Stripling could do the same thing. Like you could just... You have enough arms to make the whole thing work. So I like that. All right. What are you doing in the bullpen? And are you adding any other bats here? Especially because Bryce is out, right? So they have a – I mean, Turner's production will help that in, in, your, in your scenario. But are you adding any other bats? And, and what is the bullpen? Because right now I count, like, what, four guys for next year? Right, right. So uh, before I did the perfect offseason, I didn't know about Bryce's injury yet. So, I mean, I have written down I'm giving Robbie Grossman like a, a, a million or like whatever him. to come. Yeah, he's fine. But, I mean, there is a former 2019 NL MVP out there. I've been hammering that... this for, for weeks now, and everyone's telling me he stinks. And I'm like, all right, but, but maybe he can still play defense. He's still at 19 home runs last year. Go get Cody Bellinger. And, and, I mean, if I'm Cody Bellinger – and uh, I have a chance to sign on a one-year deal, get, I don't know, Joe, $10 million, 10 to $15 million, whatever. Um, even 15 I feel like, is on the high end. Um, I get to play on a pretty loaded lineup. I, I get to play with a short porch in right field. Uh, I get to start in right field, you know, show gold glove, gold glove caliber defense. Um, I, I'm taking a shot on that. And, and yes, I know Dodgers, if they can't fix them, who can? Well, there's a lot of pressure playing in L.A., too. Um, and being the quote-unquote weak link on a 114-win team. So, um, you know, worst-case scenario is you get an elite defensive player that can hit the ball in the ballpark at some point. Best-case scenario, like, I like Brandon Marsh, too. But, like, let's say Cody Bellinger turns into Cody Bellinger again, and you have him in center field with Harper and Wright. And um, it, it's, just, it, it's such a high upside, not real massive risk um, potential there to where, listen, if Bryson missed half the year – Give me Cody Bellinger in right field. Yeah, and it's also a hedge on Castellanos. I mean, I, I think everyone hopes yep. he bounces back, and Dabrowski talked about it, but, like, what if he's the same player he was this year? Well, then you don't have to play him every day because you have a guy like Bellinger who might bounce back as well. All right, I like that. 
But you haven't yeah. mentioned the bullpen yet, and I, I need some names. <laughs> I need some arms because, well, I mean, what is it right now? It's it's Alvarado. All right, it's so, Dominguez. So how I have it written down is it's Sir Anthony Alvarado, Bilotti, Brockton, before I really get into it. All right, okay? so four. They've got four. Yeah, um, and it's so funny how, you know, ties have turned so quickly on Brockton to where now he's like a key member of the bullpen. Um, meanwhile, he's getting shelled in the Braves series. But regardless, I'm a Brockton guy. So uh, the first move I'm making is I'm giving two years, $18 million to Andrew Chapin. Um, I'm letting him and Alvarado be my lefties out of the bullpen. Um, you know, I think he's going to command a pretty big salary, but I don't think he's cooked like Brad Hand was or, you know, Jerry Familia. Really, I'm trying to avoid – I'm trying to lead Dombrowski away from signing Jerry Familia or Brad Hand types or Chase Anderson or Matt Moore, even though Matt Moore is pretty good that shit. Um, I'm, I'm trying to lead the camel to water. You know what I mean, Joe? So, yeah, I mean, Dave's done a lot of good things, but the bullpen signings the last couple of years, yes. it's been it, a lot of darts that have missed the dartboard. Yes, exactly. So I'm giving Chave in two years, uh, 18 million. Now I have three names here, Joe, which you and baseball nerds are going to be very familiar with. Um, this is, I have basically assembled a 2015, uh, uh, prospect all-star list. Oh boy. So, the first move I'm making is I'm giving one year $5 million for Jimmy Nelson. The, uh, who went to the Dodgers a couple of years ago and turned into a disgusting reliever. Could never stay healthy, but um, I'm taking a shot with Jimmy Nelson. And he didn't pitch last bat. year? Was, that's what, He didn't pitch last season, right? He didn't, but he had a 1-6 ABRA in 2021. Right. Um, so I, I just want to – I'm taking a chance on upside with okay. some of my bullpen arms. Uh, the next move I'm making is I'm trading Derek Hall as far away from Philadelphia as possible, so I don't have to deal with the nonsense of him playing first base. Uh, and I'm trading him to the Washington Nationals for Hunter Harvey. Hunter Harvey in the Nationals bullpen last year is back up to 100. Um, and, and, and frankly, I thought it looked disgusting. So uh, I'm taking a shot on, on getting Hunter Harvey. And then my final move, I feel like $2 million might be light for him, but – a one-year deal to Alex Reyes. Uh, who was non-tendered, who, right, by the Cardinals? Yeah. yeah, so basically I'm taking a shot with three pretty high upside arms. Uh, I'm heading into next year with some makings of Sir Anthony Alvarado, Bilotti, Brogdon, Chapin, Harvey, Jimmy Nelson, Sam Coonrod, Alex Reyes, Reyes and, and Griff McGarry. I know that's too many names, but they'll figure it out as they go. Yeah, I mean, a couple I mean, a couple of those guys are, you're hoping on, like the yeah. guys that have been injured, but it could work. I mean, Canable. That's that's what they would basically what they did with Canable, right? The Dodgers brought him in after he was hurt all those years. He came back. The Harvey, that Harvey idea is interesting. I, I don't you feel like the Nats might accept that deal? Like they could take. A, I mean, maybe maybe Derek Hall becomes a thirty home run guy for them. They have nothing down there. Yeah, and um, you know he's like half a season of good baseball. You know, it's not like he has a track record here. So um, I, I, it might it might be more than Derek Hall. Maybe they value him, but. Um, I really just wanted to take a shot on trying to bring him in and, and give him some – like, honestly, this, well, watching the Astros' bullpen, it was just like, what is this? This, is, this, is, this should be cheating. Um, another name that, just, like, uh, that has emerged that I really, really want over the last couple of days is uh, Carlos Estevez he out of the He's getting linked bullpen. to the Phillies. It's interesting. It's almost like people think there's more to him than he's shown because his numbers aren't great, right? I mean, he pitched in Coors Field, but, like, there's nothing that's like, wow – but I keep seeing his name connected with the Phillies. I feel like maybe they think there's something there. I mean, they found Bilotti last year, and that worked out. There's a lot there, Joe. Like, I, I, I don't want to get too nerdy with it, but uh, basically his fastball moved like two more inches on the road than at home. 
because of the uh, the altitude. So, so teams think that they have a closer potential on Carlos Estevez. So. Um, I hope they invest some money in him. Well, now I'm buck. Now I'm just settling in for next Tuesday as the winter meetings go on. The first Phillies, the first piece of Phillies news is Carlos Estevez, two years, fifteen million dollars. I'm 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 prepared now. And I'll be the only one streaking down Broad Street. Yeah. Everyone else can have Trey Turner. Give me Carlos Estevez. All right, Jack. Uh, next week is the winter meetings. Um, I'm excited. I mean, last time they actually had one in person was 2019, and that's when all those guys got those contracts, like Garrett Cole and Rendon. Like there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of action at the winter meetings the last time they actually. They were in person. We we could have a bunch next week. Yeah, and um, it was funny. I was looking at the like the salaries of the Angels. Three players making thirty plus million dollars a year. It's just <laughs> it's it's just atrocious. And they but, still can't win any games. I mean, Joe, the most important thing for John Middleton and crew to know at this point is 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 seize the moment. You know, the the the, the talent's on fire with baseball. Like it's going to cost them a lot of money, possibly. But you got to make these next three years. Dave Dabrowski signed up for the next three years to be 71 at the end of it. Like, it's go time. Well, um, and they listened a few time. years ago. We said pay the tax. We said it over and over. They finally did it. Now it's time to seize the moment. Go for it. And it worked. It worked. They paid the tax one time and went to the World Series. How's that for a correlation? Well, one, one for one is 100%. Jack, thank you for hopping on, and uh, we'll be listening to the High Hopes podcast. Thank you. Enjoy Carlos Estevez. I will. All right, there he goes, Jack Fritz, with the Carlos Estevez idea. His bullpen. Isn't that Charlie Sheen's real name? Um, is it? I'm 99 percent sure it is. Yeah, his I'm, brother's Emilio Estevez. I'm, but his I, name is Carlos Estevez. So, uh, would would you be um, worried about signing Carlos Estevez? I mean, he led the California Penal League in strikeouts in he like 1989. Did, but the the control and the command was always a, l- a little bit off. And then he became kind of soft the the following season. So all right, let, let's let's play it out. Let's say Jack's idea of this Carlos Estevez, this Rocky, this ex Rocky who's going to be a free agent here. Let's say this comes to fruition. Would we could we call him Wild Thing? I would, or I would just call him Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I I feel like we should nickname this guy who they may or may not sign next week. Wild thing, and it, I I want to make this catch on. Yeah, I mean his nickname on Baseball Reference is Esty, which is. I mean, no, that's just sad. Maybe no, try no. a little. Esty is a, that's a four and a half ERA. And he does average three and a half walks per nine. He's wild thing. He's wild thing. All right, go get go sign wild thing. 215-592-9494. We get back your phone calls, your thoughts on the fills. So this is another. Now Jack is in. Tucker and I have been in for weeks. Jack is in. The Cody Bellinger train has taken off. Get on board. The Phillies should sign Cody Bellinger. They need some, they need a bat. They need an outfielder to fill in for Bryce Harper the first half of the year. This guy was an MVP three years ago. Still at 19 home runs last year. Go get Cody Bellinger. And I mean, the Trey Turner stuff's exciting. But if they want to do a, you know, a secondary thing, a smaller thing, I would sign uh, Cody Bellinger. 215-592-9494. When we get back, Tucker and I need to make a big hat bet. The big hats are all the rage. I don't know what we're going to bet on yet, but we're making a big hat bet. You know you can like customize them. It's not just like big hats. Like Oh, yeah, I, I've seen. You, have you like been on the website? I did go on the website. I think... Spike may have tweeted it out, and I, I perused it mm-hmm. a little bit yesterday yeah. afternoon. You know their uh, their sales are up 2,000% since Sunday? Do you think people have actually contacted Brian Robinson and said, like, hey, can you hook me up with a big hat? Or, like, people have just found it on their own? I, You know, I, I, should, I, I don't think we're going to message Brian Robinson. We could find it, but maybe. I mean, yeah. I, people... I've said he stinks a lot this year, so I don't think he wants to talk to me. 
He had a big game on Sunday. His big hat, too. 215-592-9494. for how you hop aboard. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Start NFL Week 13 off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. But it doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. you get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. I'm going to go Mac Jones over passing yards, Stefan Diggs, any type touchdown, and give me the Pats plus the points on Thursday night football. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Just sign up promo code Gilio if you don't already have an account. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you got. I really like the FanDuel app. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. We're going to get back to the phone lines here in a second. But I, So the, the big hat thing going on, it, it, and I think that's it's a thing now, the big hat situation. Brian Robinson, if you missed it, I mean, maybe you've you just been missed. I mean, you're under a rock because it's probably the, the funniest thing going on right now. So Brian Robinson, the running back for the Commanders, who obviously played well here a couple weeks ago, after the game on Sunday, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but he wore a comically big hat in, 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 in the locker room, like, as if it's a cartoon. He he wore a like a bobblehead. He looked like, but his hat was just gigantic. And apparently, as a friend, who owns a big hat company that sells big hats. Now, this company could not have been doing very well because I had never heard of this. I've never seen anyone in any of these hats until now. You know, they were on Shark Tank. That doesn't surprise me. So it says on their website that fits. So, but now it's exploded. I read today that the uh, that traffic on the website and sales have gone up two thousand percent. Since Sunday, I saw Scott Van Pelt last night, had a big hat on. So it's it's everywhere. So I, I feel like Tucker and I should make a big hat bet. But I'm, I'm just not sure what we should bet on. But the loser of whatever we decide on right now needs to buy and wear a big hat. That's I a, mean, I would hope WIP would pay for our big hat. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, Odyssey, we're going to expense this. but Well, maybe we can take it out of our fantasy football winnings at the end of the season. Okay. Um, all right, so, so what are we thinking here? What, what should we— um, I mean, the one thing we seem to disagree on more than anything else is Jonathan Gannon. Well, that's I think it's the theme be a Jonathan that. Gannon defensive-based bet. Okay, so how do we—what do we want to—what are the parameters here? Obviously, he's here. Um, he's here, and there's six games left in the regular season. So do we want to do it uh, how they'll play down the stretch? we want to do it like their final ranking when the season ends? They're ninth right now in points allowed. Right. So do you want to do if they finish top ten in points allowed? Or do you want to do something like over under two and a half games they hold their opponents under 17 points? So, okay. I think this is interesting. And then this could be part of the parameters of bet. It kind of reminds me of when Glenn uh, and Ray used to do their bets. And now Glenn and, uh, and Yeah, Mike's. but they got fancy dinners. We're buying big hats. Uh, again, you get it. You can get dinner. Any How night. much money would you pay to see Ray Dinger wear a big hat? <laughs> a lot. The man's never worn shorts, but he'll rock a big hat. A lot. Um, 
So here's my uh, my only thought on on the parameters of spec, considering where we are in the season. What do we like? What what? I'm a little nervous of that Week 18 game. Last year, the Eagles didn't just lay down. They let the Cowboys score 50 points because the game was meaningless to them. It could be meaningless again. And the Giants could be fighting for a playoffs. Right. So I'm, that, I'm a little wary of, like, the Eagles being eighth in points allowed and the Giants rolling here. Eagles play me and you and give up 40, and then they're, they're 12th in points allowed. Do you allowed. just want to throw that one out then? Do you want to say over the next five weeks? So when Week 17 ends, right, or the, 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 the second to last week of the season, I, I think the Eagles will be, what, what's the number, 10, top 10? I would say top 10. Let's okay. Let's do top 10. All right, I will say, yeah, so my side of the bet is the Eagles have to be within the top 10 of points allowed per game in the NFL. Their opponents coming up, Titans, Giants. Uh, point, I guess it won't matter if it's points per game or total points by that point. Right, because everyone's played the same amount of games, right? Whatever. So, uh, points per, we use points, points per game. Um, so between now and the end of the Saints game in Week 17, Eagles have to be top 10. I win if they're within the top 10. Tucker will uh, wear a big hat if, if the Eagles are outside the top 10. I will wear the big hat. Okay, they're ninth right now, right? They're ninth, and so it's top ten, right? So if they finish ten, you you still win. You want, yeah, or do you want to set it at nine and a half? No, that's okay. fine. Because they're right now they're eleven points ahead of Baltimore for ten, and they are fifteen points ahead of Cincinnati for eleven. Okay, so we're, we got a bet. It's the big hat. Yeah, bet. deal. All right, loser so, gets a big hat. So the off. I'm, I'm trying to think through this. How this is going to play out? They got the Titans on Sunday. Giants after that, Bears after that, Cowboys, Saints. The only legitimate good offense in that run Cowboys. is the Cowboys. Now, if, if uh, Fields is healthy. If Fields is healthy, he could run all over them. Derrick yeah. Henry obviously could run for 200 yards yeah. and three touchdowns. And a lot of this is also going to be context around the league, right? If those other teams around them shut people out, that's worse for the Eagles right. in their ranking and all that. All right, we have ourselves a big half bet. Now, you said the Ravens are right behind them? Yeah, the Ravens are, I think, Eight points behind them, and the Bengals are the 11th team. You're getting the Ravens at a good time. They host Russell Wilson and the Broncos on Sunday. Right. They might but that, would, that would still keep them in the top 10. They would have to fall behind Cincinnati as well. Right. But they, the, the Ravens might get a shutout on Sunday, so that, that could help your cause here. All right. right. A big hat bet. Now, uh, have we decided – now, does the winner get to pick what is on the big hat for the loser? I think so, because I'm on the big hat website. They have yeah. lots of patches you can put on the big hat. Like what? Like like this one just says USA. This one's a flamingo. <laughs> This one looks like an owl. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. Uh, a rainbow. It's Noggin an avocado. B- Noggin Boss? Nogginboss.com, yeah. Nog- yeah. How uh, much mushroom. are these things? How much are these things? Bunch of aces, you know, like the cards. Mm-hmm. Basketball, baseball. Number one mom. <laughs> it's might, a boy. It's a girl. I think it's a boy or number one mom might be the one I get for you. This one's a lobster. Okay. A diamond. This one says champion. I feel like that would be going to the winner. Yeah, that's that's a winner. How much these things are seventy five dollars? Oh yeah, for a big hat. It's an extra five if you want the patch thrown in. Well, I mean, if, if we're expensing it, yeah, I, I think we'll just get that. You you want the owl one? You could it could dub it as a. Uh, I could wear it to owls. all the temple games. It yeah. would definitely help with the shade while I'm sitting out in the sun out there. Uh, absolutely. All right, two one five five nine two. That should be the guy sitting behind me <laughs> in the big hat. Excuse me, could you sit down, sir? I I, I am. I I am sitting. I'm wearing a big hat. Actually, I might get you the unicorn one or the mermaid patch. That one sounds absolutely great. Rick is in Easton, probably not wearing a big hat. Hey, Rick. Not wearing a big hat. So, gentlemen, I think I'm on an island here with my thoughts, and I just keep scratching my head all the time every time I hear Wheeler and Noah. Do you realize that we're the only World Series team in the last 40 or 50 years 
where their number one and number two starter didn't even have 21 wins between them. I'm really concerned about this Wheeler Nola thing. We, we, everybody talks about them like it's Cy Young one and Cy Young two. I'm really concerned about them a whole season next year. And if you ask most of the Philadelphia fans, and maybe I'm wrong with this, who would they rather go with the game seven, Wheeler, Nola, or Suarez? What do you think they would say? Well, based on the way it was going towards the end, I think it would have been Suarez. And guys, you know, I, I think we all agree that we caught lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. after we qualified for the, for the playoffs, the way things turned out. Who could have ever thought that? But this stuff just doesn't happen in pro sports two years in a row. Rilla Muto was seventh in the, in, the, in the MVP voting over Trey Turner. He's got to go behind the plate for another 135, 40 games. I'm concerned about his numbers. And is he going to start at the number three spot while Harper's recovering from surgery to start the season next year? He probably will. And, Rick, I, your point on Real Muto, I think by the end of the season when you added in the postseason, I think he caught over 200 more innings than any catcher any in baseball. Other, yeah. yeah, any other. And, and I'm listen, it's great that he has a stolen bases. Defensively, he was great. But his age is concerning me. And, you know, if it wasn't for Alec Bohm hitting in that third slot, which really concerned me in the World Series, why they didn't give him a shot there as Real Muto was – fading in the World Series, you know, he really helped us, that kid, hitting third in the lineup last year. Number three hitter in your lineup is the most critical position, and we're going to go with Rilla Muto. That really concerns me. And, guys, let me ask you this. Again, I think I'm on an island with this, too. I, I, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm missing something here. Dusty Baker, in my opinion, totally mismanaged game one by keeping Volander out there oh, way too Rick, long. there's no question. I was there. I was in Houston for WIP. And I, I, three, I couldn't believe, Rick, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe he left Verlander out there as, as the runners started getting on base. I couldn't believe and it. Nobody ever heard of Garcia. You know, Garcia really should have been third in the Cy Young Award. I don't know why Garcia didn't start game three over McCullers, who gave up five home runs because he's an off-speed pitcher. I mean, I think Dusty Baker, listen, it was great we had two wins. I just didn't see us beating them. Even after the two wins, I think Dusty Baker opened the door for the Phillies in Game One and Game Three. Well, he did. I mean, he almost lost the series. I mean, they were down. They were down two one. The momentum was the Phillies. Rick, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I didn't think Dusty had a great series. I mean, Dusty. This is what Dusty does. Why he hadn't won a World Series for this year? He had the better team, though. I mean, ultimately, that's that's why he won. I mean, selfishly, I would have rather have Javier pitch Game Three and McCullers go Game Four. Well, because we were at game, four. we were at game four, and Washington maybe they would have gotten a hit. Yeah, one, just just, just one. That would have been an improvement. Yeah, that would have been better than zero. As far as Wheeler Nola, Wheeler and Nola, I'm not worried about them as performers. What I am worried about, Jack mentioned this, is there's a cumulative effect of pitching as, as many innings. Now Wheeler took some time off, and he only get, threw 150 this year, but he was his, his arm was hanging by a thread despite 150. I am a little bit worried about Nola. Now he is he's the closest thing I think we have to a horse in, in this era of baseball, and I, know, I don't think people think of him like that, but he really is. No one's thrown more innings or started more games since 2018. He, he is kind of the horse of this era of baseball. He's not, he's not Halliday. Um, you know, he's not, you know, you could think back to the great horses, they're not shilling, but in the context of today, how many guys do you think have pitched that many, like consistently throw 200 every year? It doesn't happen. Guys get hurt. They have down years, whatever. 
But but I do wonder how Nola bounces back next year after another extra month of work. It's a lot. It's a lot. Jack's idea when we had him on of, of a six-man rotation next year is not crazy, but they need six quality starters to pull this off. I mean, if you think about a team like the Dodgers who have the best rotation, they only had two guys that were over 150 innings this year. They give guys time off. They have six, seven, eight starters that could pitch. You know, the more we talk about this, if they can afford Trey Turner and depth, I'm in. But I I prefer the idea, like, if, if we don't think they have enough money to do all of that, I prefer the idea of Bogarts, maybe $7 million a year less, and that nets you another pitcher. I think that, that could be a better way. We'll, we'll see what they do. But they they certainly need to, to protect themselves pitching. It's like we said, 411 arms, uh, 411 innings. Uh, that's a lot of arms. That is a lot of arms. 411 innings disappeared this offseason. It's a lot. It's like 205 and one-half people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it would fill most of the, the floor on here. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I don't know what the fire code is, like what the maximum limit is. I mean, we, we don't typically have that many people here anyway. We got three right now. Because Rob Cherry's coming out at 10 o'clock. Can Rob pitch this year? He might. Yeah, the- he took a year off. He's probably <laughs> he's a young 65. I agree with that. Tone in Southwest Philly. What's up, Tone? Check it out, man. Can I can I voice here for a minute? Yeah, of course. Uh, Go ahead. Just give me give me give me a second. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh the morning show. Yes. After Angelo's gone, I vote Joe DeCamera in. There's something I like about that dude. You know okay? what? I, I think that's a logical vote. And if I had a guess right now, I would think DeCamera, Richie, Seltzer, all go into the morning. I like that. I like that. I like that. I mean well, I mean Joe DeCamera, he's got that morning voice, if you know what I'm saying. When yes. I'm drinking my coffee even in the afternoon. He's got that morning voice. I agree, okay? Tone. I agree. Now, can I go to baseball? Yes. Let them let them juice. Let them cook their bets. Let them do what they got to do. Let's bring it back, okay? I, I'd say shoot them up with steroids, Tone. Let's do it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Soccer, widen the net. A little bigger, bigger net. Even hockey. Bigger net. You know what, Tony? I was watching that game last week, the England-United States game. They had like six or seven shots that if the net was a little bigger, they're all goals. That's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to figure stuff out here. And then for the Eagles, they're going to kill Derrick Henry. He's done. We're not going to let him run all all over us because that's going to be our focal point, right or wrong. Well, of course it is. I mean, against that team, Tone has to be. Tone, I appreciate the call. I like this. Tone calling in with big picture ideas. We make the we we give um we cork the bats. I threw in that we give the players steroids again. We make That might in, be a medical issue. Uh but I, if they're willing, I'm not going to not forcing on them. And then of course we um we make the nets bigger in soccer. I mean, I'm serious. That game they played against England on Friday, you make the nets bigger, USA has seven goals. I just can't understand enjoying a sport where you waste two hours and the result is the same as if the game wasn't even played. Oh, the draw? Yeah, like if they didn't play on Friday afternoon. Right. The result would have been the same and we all would have had an extra two hours to kill on a holiday weekend. And the players would have had not to run around for two hours. That's true. They would have saved like, I don't know, 10,000 steps. I don't know how yes. many steps you take in the soccer game. And I'm with Tone on uh, on the camera hosting the morning show when Angel retires. It, it feels right. I agree. I think he's the most deserving of anybody here. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would say he's he's going to he's going to have the job. That's my guess. I guess we'll have to find yeah, out. Yeah, we might get an announcement at some point. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. I like Tone's call there. What to watch for? Sponsored by Xfinity. Xfinity, the fast internet in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of our Xfinity Lounge. Well, I was watching to see if the Sixers would play well tonight in Cleveland. That didn't go well. Sixers lose tonight. 
And this one really wasn't close against the Cavaliers. I was a little bit worried the second game when I'm beat back. You know, that first game, adrenaline. You always think about how a player's going to come back, missing a little time. They're still shorthanded. No Maxi, no Harden, who apparently is going to come back next week against the Rockets. What, what a coincidence. James Harden's first game back is going to be in Houston. You think it's because he wants to make the trip to see people in Houston? Feels like it, but whatever. If he's healthy, um, they could use him. Cavs 113, Sixers 85. The Cavaliers are good. They're 14-8 and eight now. And you look at that team, I think they're going to be a problem when we get to the postseason. Mobley is a really good young player. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is a really good player. Garland could score. They've got some depth there. I like this Cavaliers team, and they took it to the Sixers tonight. Joel Embiid did not play well. 19 points, 6 of 16 shooting. Embiid tonight, you know, he struggled. Uh, he was minus 12 in his time on the court. He had, he did have three steals, six assists, but and only one turnover. But Joel Embiid just didn't impact the game in a significant way tonight. And he was frustrated out there. There was a point at halftime when they um, they showed some of the highlights. Embiid's yelling at the referees. Tough night for Joel Embiid. And a tough night for your guy. We haven't talked about Tobias Harris uh, lately, Tucker. Your, your guy, always a big Tobias guy. Tobias tonight, 23 minutes. He shot 0 of 7 from the field. He shot 0 of 3 from three-point range. He chipped in a collective three points all from the free throw line. Yeah, I mean, it's not every day that you could double up in points by P.J. Tucker, who finished with six. He now scored. they were both minus 26, which was not even the worst on the team because Shake Milton was minus 30, but... Yeah, I mean, they got exposed tonight. They they didn't look like a team that we've seen the last few weeks. And you also have to tip your hat to Cleveland. Shot 60% from the field and 50% from three. And to be fair to Tobias, he's played he, he's scored a lot lately when everyone's out. I mean, this He week. has been very, when Embiid and Maxie and Harden were all out, he did carry the offense yeah. in a shake. Now, it's also okay to point out, he does make 30-something million dollars a year, and he had a three-point game. I mean, that, that just happened. It's hard. I, I feel like it's hard if you are a legitimate NBA scorer. And I would say Tobias Harris is a legitimate NBA scorer. What is his career average? 17 points a game maybe? Something like that? Yeah. You know he's never scored 40 in a game? It's a little weird. You would think once. Right. Like, that's what he does the best. He's not a great defender. He obviously isn't a great. He only had one rebound today, which, like, you're 6'10", and you played 23 minutes. He should have found at least two or three. The ball should have ended up yeah, in, your hands. in your hands more than once. But for a guy who's supposed to be a great scorer... He's never gotten more than, I think, 38 or 39 in a game. Yeah, so his career average is 16, which means he's a legitimate NBA scorer. Not great, but he's, you know. He, he's gotten close to 20 a couple seasons. Yeah, right. He, he's Between 16 and 20 is where you kind of imagine him most nights. It's kind of hard to get three. I mean, you've got to really stink on a night to get three points. Like, P.J. Tucker, I mean, he when did he, when did he break his streak? Was it tonight, or did he break it a couple nights ago? He, I, mean, I think he, he did it last game. He just, or no, it was tonight. What was, was his, his first, uh, first point since... Uh, Last Wednesday. First so I, points in a week. I hadn't been playing it on FanDuel, and I feel like I missed the boat. And I'm glad I didn't play it tonight because it, it would have lost. His under in points was the best play in the NBA. I mean, no one's going to set his line at, at zero. right? He's a starting player in the NBA who plays a decent amount of minutes. I, I, didn't, I don't even know what, what FanDuel was setting his line at. We it, checked last Wednesday when me and Tom were on. They weren't even giving him a line. So he, you couldn't bet on it? No. Because we thought the same thing. Like, if it's one and a half... You have to bet the under. Before that, though, like early in the season, he had to have a line, right? Whatever it was. Three and a half, two and a half, five and a half. I don't, I don't What's know. What's crazy is there are games where he doesn't even shoot. Like he went two of four from the field tonight, two of four from three. He hadn't taken a shot in the previous two games. Can they sustain offense with him on the court in the playoffs? I mean, he's actually in his career been a, 
serviceable three-point shooter, right? That's why the Rockets had him. That's why the Bucks did. You put him in the corner, and he's not gonna he's not gonna handle the ball. He's not gonna dribble the ball. He's not gonna be part of the offense. But if you leave him alone in the corner in in his in his past, he can hit that shot. I wonder if anyone's gonna guard him. Yeah, I mean he's still shooting thirty-eight percent from three. Right. That's this season, good. I just think his offensive output really hinges on James Harden getting back, right? Because he still stretches the floor. People yep. still respect him as a, a corner shooter from three. But unless James Harden is out there orchestrating a pick and roll, or even Tyrese Maxey, like they just don't have a ball handler right now that can get him the ball. And you kind of look at his career and when he's been successful with Houston and James Harden, with Miami, or with uh, Milwaukee and Giannis, and last year Miami with Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero and all the offensive guys. Like he's fine as your fifth option, but... Right now, I just don't think they have a player who can get him the ball consistently. They do not. Uh, and he and had 13 in a game in November. For, wow. That's a big day for, for P.J. Tucker. So the Sixers lose tonight, and it really was it was one of the more disappointing efforts they've had in a while. I mean, they, they had played good basketball. You look at what they did for the past couple weeks. I mean, they beat the Nets 115-106 last week. They, beat, they lost the Hornets on, on Wednesday, came back and beat the Magic, beat the Magic again beat the Hawks and Embiid's return. So it had been pretty good. I mean, really, they, they had, for the most part, if you go back to, I mean, really, they, they had played good basketball for a while. I mean, they beat the Suns on the 7th, lost to the Hawks, beat the Hawks, beat the Jazz, which was a good win. That was the game that Embiid had, like, the best game of his career, that Sunday night Jazz game, um, or the Saturday night, yeah, Sunday night Jazz game on the 13th. They beat the Bucks. They lost to the Timberwolves, which was a close game. Then they beat the Nets. Uh, they had the loss of the Hornets before Thanksgiving, but then they had won the three in a row before tonight. So it's not a panic loss. It's not one we're going to like, oh, no. But tonight they got – it just also felt when I looked up, a little bit of lack of energy tonight. I wonder if they're – I wonder if the reserves are out of gas a little bit here. They've played a lot, and they've, they've helped them win a lot, but – You think they're exhausted? Yeah, when this you – the ex- third game in four days. Yeah. When you extend a team that's that's thin anyway, I do think tonight was probably an exhaust. And when is their next game? Is it Friday? Dallas, maybe? Is that the next game? I feel like I saw the the, the uh, schedule. I believe they play the Grizzlies next. Grizzlies. Play uh, Memphis on Friday. And that's in uh, Memphis? That's in Memphis. And then they go to Houston on Monday, which is where James Harden is expected to return. Now, the Memphis game, there's no Morant, right? He's still out? Correct. He, okay, so he's not But then there. they have three days off, and they come back and play the Lakers on Friday. Who stink? They do stink. They are terrible. I never thought I would see a LeBron James team this bad. It's weird because he does so much on the court, and you look at his like he's still averaging like twenty three six and six, which is you know a little bit lower than his career averages. But considering he has the ball so much and orchestrates so much of that offense, it's weird to see them be so bad. Yeah, they're the sixth worst record in the NBA. They are a bad basketball team, and I don't even think with the um, like the expanded playoffs, like a ten get in. I I don't know if they're going to make it in with, with as bad of a team as they have this year. All right, we have Rob Cherry coming up next. From 10 to 10 to 2 tonight. Rob, how are we doing tonight? That Sixer game was brutal. They got blown out. That was. Are they worse with Joel Embiid than they were without him? Well, they did win the other night with him back for the first time. Yeah, well, he, and he was out of shape. Well, of course he's he was. He's out for a week. He's out of shape. It happens to Joel every time. How is that possible for a 25 or whatever he's 27, 28? Yeah, uh, 27 maybe. To get out of shape in a week. It's happened to him even when he was young. Remember that when he came back from injury? It's injuries? astounding. It's yeah. like, when is this guy ever in shape? He, he never is. And it's weird because their backups played pretty well the last couple weeks with they all did, these guys they out. Did. They did, yeah. Yeah, and I guess we're not firing Doc Rivers right now because they're they're playing okay. No. Well, you still t- want him? After tonight? <laughs> get him out. <laughs> right. Well, we saw what happened with the Phillies. I mean, why not? 
Rod, let me throw something by you. I'm going to get your reaction to it. I said this last night. I think when it's all said and done, Jalen Hurts is going to become the best quarterback in Eagles history. So you want me to say you're nuts? Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think right. he has a shot. Yeah. Right, right now, he's having close to the best season ever, regular season ever, by an Eagle quarterback. And if he wins a Super Bowl, it'll be the best ever, period. Maybe one of the greatest seasons an Eagles ever had. Right? Well, I mean, you think well, about T.O. in 04, right? non-quarterback, right? right? Some of the yeah. Reggie White years, but... This is crazy. He's on pace for almost 4,000 yards passing and 900 rushing. The You know who had the best regular season ever before this year? Carson Wentz. And he's about to pass him because Carson only played 11 games, unfortunately. And he, Well, 13. Well, in the 13th game, right? He got hurt. He uh, And he had 31 touchdowns, which is a club record. Which And Hurts probably won't break that, or 30, whatever it was. I think Randall has the record for most touchdowns in a season, like rushing. Rushing, yeah. He's going to break that. 37 will break that. or something. Yeah. Close to that number. He'll Hurt, break that, yeah. Yeah, he, he's on pace to have the best regular season ever with a Super Bowl win or the best season period ever. And yeah, I think he could be the best quarterback ever. So he is 24 for the, for years old, right? If, yeah. if they re-sign him, which I'm sure they're going to do, and he's here five or six more years, he, if he wins one, he's going to catch McNabb. Well, he's got to stay healthy. Right. He's obviously got to stay healthy. And, and, and frankly, the quarterbacks that get hurt generally are not necessarily running quarterbacks. Donovan didn't – he had, like, injuries that just happened. Yeah. Running he, into the sideline. Right, the ankle he had the yeah. one year. Yeah, that, that stuff happens. I mean, Vic did get he – got, he got crushed one time. He did. But that was Vic. This guy's built a lot – He's a lot bigger than Vic. Sure, much stronger, yeah. Yeah, so, no, I, if he stays healthy six, seven years, yeah, best quarterback of all time. Uh, it, it's it's amazing how much he's grown in a year. I, I, it's one of the biggest jumps I've ever seen a player make. Especially because the organization was looking in the offseason. They weren't sure. They didn't think he – if you gave them truth serum, there's no way they thought Of course. This. I mean, it's not like they were looking for insurance with Russell Wilson. No. And thank God they didn't sign Russell Wilson. That might be the biggest like dodged bullet in Eagles yeah. history. Yeah, that that was, and also Deshaun Watson, who I was, I think he's playing this, this week. This week he's back. Yeah, yeah, but, but their team's four and seven. I mean, the Eagles are ten and one. Well, the Browns are always four and seven. <laughs> well, that's true. Even with a win, they're four and seven. They, that's that's true. Um, all right, last thing: the Trey Turner rumors are heating up. The, Eagles, the Phillies might be getting a star shortstop here. What about uh, Jacob Degrom? I would love Jacob Degrom. He's going to be thirty-five. He pitches to a one ERA. <laughs> When he's healthy. I know. He's half a season, maybe. You would take him, though. Well, for the playoffs, yeah. But but, for, but if he's only going to be here for the first half of the season, no. Well, here, here's the hard part with him. He's going to command the most money ever for per yeah. season. Yeah. He's going to want like $45 million a year. Now, this year he didn't have a one ERA. It was three. It was, But he only pitched like 12 games. Well, same thing last year. I know. He only pitched 12 games. But over the last four or five years, when he pitches... I mean, he's he's amazing when he pitches. That that's the key. Sounds like you don't want to give him a contract. Um, I'd be I, if I one year deal, yes, but more than that, no. Uh, he what if he came and said, "I'll come to the Phillies for three years, one hundred and fifty million dollars." Absolutely not. He might get that, but but it, if the guy is hurt in his early thirties, I know what's going to be like in his late thirties. And I think I think he might throw too hard for his body. Like he can't handle it. Well, I think a lot of pitchers have that same issue. Yeah, the only, there's only so many pitches you have in your arm. Roy Halladay was a classic example. Sure. Like Cliff Lee as well. And and Degrom throws one on one every pitch. Yeah, it's that, like it, it's hard to sustain that. that. That's a problem. That's why Wheeler has uh, the issues too. I yeah, think. it's part of it. All right, yeah. Rob Cherry up next. You guys have a great night. We will talk tomorrow on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.